powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Well, 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 isn't this a familiar sight? Hey, it's the Flames uh, game over Calgary after a Calgary Flames loss. This one, not going to be as as upset or full of vitriol or anything like that um, as we've seen other ones be in uh, the past little bit. Because honestly... I actually think the Calgary Flames played pretty well in this game. We will get into that. We will get into a, a few things that I liked. Obviously, a couple of things that we didn't like and get into why this one is actually as frustrating as it is. Uh, but first, want to bet? You can do it at Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Football continues, basketball is back, and the hockey season is well underway. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Made for Canadians by Canadians, Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. Ontario only, 19 years and older. Please play responsibly. If this is an area, uh, area you have trouble with, there are links in the show notes to help you out with that. Uh, already, uh, <laughs> toasty underscore kumquats. You should have never shaved your mustache. I apologize greatly. Yes, no, you're, you're absolutely right. I shouldn't have. This is all completely on me. Vibes are off. Vibes are off. Um, as the, the Flames lose, I think, 3-1. Uh, it eventually ends up being the final. There's some talk about Bedard already. That coming from uh, Takai number one. That That's... We're not going to get into that part today, but this team is too good to be in the, the Bedard sweepstakes. Unless there is some miraculous whatever, um, no, this team is not going to be that bad this season. To be perfectly honest with you, I know it's seven in a row, and I know, I know, I know, they actually played pretty good tonight. It's, it's tough for me to get really upset. Like, if, if they came out and had a piss-poor effort and got run out of town by the Boston Bruins, or whatever happened, if they just played poorly tonight, I'll come on here yelling, screaming, blah, 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 blah. But, but this, this isn't going to be uh, me going off mic to scream. This isn't uh, whatever the Vancouver Canucks are doing to Kaya right now. This is not that. This was a good effort by a good hockey team against what is right now a great hockey team. The Flames play like that on most nights they are beating most teams. And while it can be frustrating because it's seven in a row, I actually look at this game as a positive. Um, I, I look at this as a step in the right direction. I, they had so many chances. that This team actually feels like they are close to breaking out. That There is the, the, the smart ass in me just wants to go, you know what this team really needs? Nice little homestand. Really just get things going, you know? Bring the team together. Really help the mesh, you know? Because all we heard while they were at home, team needs a road trip. We talked about it on here, and like I said, um, after that, that was at most a tertiary reason for why things had gone so um, toward the end of that homestand was that they were at home too much. Look, they're playing better. They had completely fallen off for a few games. You are missing your one of your best forwards. You are missing, um, I would say, your best defenseman. Shit happens, man. Like, th th this is not going to be one that we're going to, to be yelling and screaming about. And you can always tell when a team's going to come out of a slump because th those chances start to pick up, right? Like, they, they played a pretty good hockey game in this game tonight. And I know the cliche is, ah, they're just gripping the sticks too tight. They kind of are. I, I don't... To be fair, I don't know, like, the, 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 the grip strength per 60. I don't know what they were at for this one. But I you could see, specifically Kadri, there was a couple of times that the power play opportunity in the third, he has Allmark down, kind of hugging the post. 
Um, to which I'm not exactly sure why he was, I mean, like, definitely don't leave room for the post, but there was a wide open side. Kadri had about, like, we'll say a fifth of the net um, on the bottom side, and he tried to pick the exact, like, pinpoint corner and just missed it. Where if he is just trying to put that puck on net, then it it becomes a save and a scramble opportunity, which the Flames had a few of tonight, or maybe it gets in. Linus Elmark does not appear to me to be a brick wall. Like there's a chance it goes in or it just gets to the exact spot that you're looking to get it to. But because Kadri was trying to put the puck into a spot that like a puck wouldn't even fit into, it, it just, it didn't work for him. And there was another time here toward the end. Um, it was either while they were on a power play, I think it was with the net empty. Kadri was looking for a, a shot top corner and just missed it. And it's another one where he is looking for that perfect shot, just putting it in that one perfect spot to score the goal. Just hit the fucking net, man. Like, it, it could it could go for you. Who knows? But I think that the Flames really are trying to score, like, three goals in one shot and really are trying to, to, to get the exact right perfect shot to kind of break your way through in this game and break your way out of this losing streak that again now sits at seven. They are 0-5 and two in their last seven hockey contests, which is frustrating. And the reason that it is so frustrating is like I said, it's not the effort tonight. They played well that the, the tonight, like that that's that's not a problem. That is not a major concern. Um just a sec, this is my first time modding. Ah, remove? Oh, we're not doing it right. Oh no, everything is happening. Um, okay, I hope that that is, um, that's what I'm supposed to do. I shouldn't be talking about any of this. I should be actually talking to you, but I, I got panicky there. Anyway, the reason this kind of shit is so frustrating from a Flames perspective, and the reason why, like, oh, good job, good effort, does kind of ring a little bit hollow, is because of how poorly they played before, right? Like, you can come, if you want to come out and say, you know what, we played well against one of the best teams in the NHL tonight. You can say that, but this is why it's so frustrating when you play like dog shit against Seattle for 45 minutes, have a couple of good moments, think you're going to win, and then end up not winning. This is why it's so frustrating when you play like dog shit against the Nashville Predators and you lose 4-1. This is why we get upset at those games because you know tougher teams are coming and you know if you play the Boston Bruins, seven games to the best of your abilities. There's a chance you're losing all seven. They are clicking right now. They're playing really, really well. Same thing goes for a, a few teams, right? Like if Colorado, they, they got them once. What are the odds are going to be able to do it again? And that's why it gets so frustrating when you see efforts against bad teams or bad-ish teams, I guess. Um, that, that's why it gets so frustrating because you know those tough teams are coming and like the Flames played perfectly tonight and lost. That would be acceptable if they were three and four. Uh, in their last seven, or even two and five in their last seven. But, womp womp, they've lost six in a row, and now, good job, good effort, does seem to ring a little bit hollow for some people. So, I, I do, I do understand that, from a, a Flames fan perspective. Let's look at the chat for the, uh, I was gonna say the first time today, we got through the chat a little bit earlier, but just briefly. Uh, shout out to Josh, who came in here, first one, right off the top rope, go Flames, go. Appreciate the hustle, Josh, we appreciate it here. Um, I do want to get back to the, the this one, to, to Kai number one. What's happening? We have to be tanking for Bedard. It's the only thing that makes sense. Um, it, it would be a better way to wrap your head around what's happening with this team right now. It's like, oh yeah, they're trying to lose. That's the spirit. This team is not going to be in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. 
I do think there's been some interesting conversations the last little bit about like, did they rush to, to sign Huberto and stuff like that? And the answer to that is probably no. But I do think it would be a different, a much different conversation around these parts if Huberto and Uyghur weren't signed to extensions. Because I think we would already be talking about, if there wasn't the extension, I'm not saying it's justified by the way, but I do think that we would be having the conversations of, hmm, should we be flipping Huberto? Should we try to like, I feel like there would be more talks of a teardown happening here right now if those guys weren't signed to extensions. It just, it, these are the things I think about sometimes. Um, absolutely right. This team is not um, not bad enough to compete for Bedard. Can the Flames buy a goal right now? Well, they've tried to with Nazem Kadri, and that hasn't really worked. Uh, no, it's it's crazy how many guys are just struggling right now. The chances are there, right? Like Rizichka, I thought, had some chances tonight. Toffoli had a few. Uh, Dubé was right around it all night. Quiet night for Manjapani, I thought. But overall, the chances are there that this team is going to break through at some point. Uh, how concerning is it to you that the Flames have had the lead in six of the seven losses in a row? Not overly concerning. Um, actually, quite the opposite. If they were just getting like from pillar to post, getting their asses kicked, that would be concerning. The fact that they are in these games and the fact that they uh, hold the, like have the leads at some points, that, that's not that that's not of grave concern to me. It sucks that you're blowing leads. For sure don't blow leads. But it, it's better it's better to have led and lost than to have never led at all, right? Think about it. Uh, at least we didn't lose 2-7 to the Hurricanes tonight. Uh, yeah, shout out, take that. Eat it. Uh, Audie has done his meeting in here to cry with everyone. Uh, hang in there, brother. It could be worse. You could be a Canucks fan. This is true. It could be a whole lot worse. Like I said, this is not, tonight is not going uh, over into the corner there and, and screaming. Um, this is not that. This is not me yelling and screaming. This is, this was a good effort against a very good hockey team. You're going to lose those games. If we got worked up about these games, I'd have no voice left and I would just be dead by the end of the season. This is not the game to, to get super upset about. Go bees go. Shout out Mike Taylor, I suppose. Um, yay. <laughs> it's funny because the chat is like a touch behind um, where where I am at. So I, I have no idea what yay is in reference to. As a Flames fan, upset what the hell is going on with my team. They're losing. I know that's me being a smartass, but that's kind of like they're playing all right. Things are starting to, to click a little bit. I, I do think... Um, we, we are getting to the darkest point before the dawn here with the flames. Man, I'm going philosophical on y'all tonight. Uh, win a game challenge. Impossible. Like that. At this point, can the Calgary Hitmen switch with the flames? They are 8-4-2 in the WHL. Just a thought. Just, just a thought on let's go 2023 NHL drafts. Just a thought. People need to pay more attention to the Calgary Hitmen out here. It is crazy to me. We will go buck wild for the World Juniors, and then the second it's over, it's like, ah, yeah, junior hockey can kick rocks. Amazing atmosphere. The team has been good for forever, minus like two years. And uh, people need to pay more attention to the, the Hitmen. And by the way, that includes me. I'm guilty of this too. I barely talked about them when I had a radio show out here. Um, and that, that that's on me. I need to be better at it as well. I'm just saying... Go Hitman. And Wranglers, too. It's fun that the Wranglers are in town. I just punched my mic for no good goddamn reason. Um, Look at this. Audie with the plugs getting in there. Appreciate it, Audie. Uh, Calgary hurting my heart right now. Calgary is hurting all of our hearts right now. Hot Salsa Gaming. 
if that is your real name. But yes, please, uh, share this video with your friends. Look, Misery Loves Company. We don't want it to just be us in here feeling bad. We want more people feeling bad. Th this is, is this not therapeutic? Are you not feeling a little bit better with me saying, hey, at least they're playing well. Is that not, not resonating with you? Help other Flames fans. Share this video. Remember to like the, uh, like the stream, like the video, subscribe to the channel, hit that bell notification so you know when we are coming on, and uh, subscribe to the podcasts as well. Again, all this stuff helps. Our robot overlords decide where these podcasts get to go out and who gets to see them and who doesn't get to see them. So help us trick our robot overlords by sharing these videos right now. Calgary isn't hurting the Bruins fan one bit. No, once again, shout out to, to Mike Taylor. I'm sure uh, being a Bruins fan is not an overly difficult thing right now. Just a quick note here, because I don't have any Bruins talk um, on my super official rundown notes tonight. Bruins are really good. I thought this Bruins team would be, like, I I have been wrong three years in a row predicting the demise of the Boston Bruins. Um, I kind of, like, roll my eyes anytime anyone talks about, oh, yeah, this is... Uh, this is the last dance because everyone's last dance thing now after the, the Michael Jordan thing from a couple of years ago. But I, I thought this Bruins team would fall off. They are quick. They are effective. That power play was stupid good. Linus Allmark is an NHL goalie. Um, but their defense is really good. Offensively, they can move the puck really, excuse me, really well. There's creativity. They can play heavy. They can play quick. That this... It became so cliche after 2011. Boston Bruins hockey, right? But... The Boston Bruins kind of seem like they, they are a team that everyone should be aspiring to play like. At least they kind of seem like a team that the Flames would be trying to play like. Um, Boston's really, really good. So there, shout out to, to what's-his-face in there, Mike. Shout out to Mike. Bruins are a good hockey team. A couple of things that I noticed from this game as we continue on here. I like how not out of place Rosichka has looked. It, it just, he has been someone who I have been kind of clamoring for for a little bit now in saying that every time they do one of these, like every, anytime they would do a prospect thing where whether it was like a development camp or the, the, the super duper prospect training shindig out in Penticton or um, whether it be like an actual legitimate training camp, anytime Ruzichka was in one of those, he was the best player in it. Whether it was, like I said, with people who were just drafted, whether it was guys who've been drafted in the last couple of years, whether it's, hey, it's a few regulars and a bunch of AHL guys, or whether it's just the American Hockey League, Ruzichka has stand, stood out at every level that he's been at. I'm not saying he's standing out in the NHL level right now, but he doesn't look out of place, does he? Like he, the, the holding penalty, it's a kid being a little bit too aggressive. That one's fine. I don't mind that. Don't love it that it was 200 feet from your own net, but we'll work on those things. But he looked fine on the power play, getting some chances. He had that kind of, it's not a wraparound per se, but it's it's not a jam play either. Like he tried to tuck it around the far side of the goalie. Um, he had that. It almost worked. He had a couple deflections in front. Like he has looked like he belongs. And I will once again say, if we want to mess with the lines when everyone is back and healthy, I think elevating one of the young players, Kof Ruzichkakov, would be definitely, I, I just made him sound super, Ruzichkakov, but you know what I mean. Um, I think Ruzichka would be a guy who, I don't mind him elevating up in this lineup, and I, I think while we all love Tyler Toffoli in this chat, um, and Toffoli played well tonight, I wouldn't mind 
if you slide him down, kind of spread the scoring depth out a little bit and putting Rizicka up in an, an elevated role. I think he's looked really, really good in those roles and he's looked really good when called upon in those spots. I have greatly enjoyed what I've seen from Rizicka and it makes me think, uh, I know that Audi and Julian talked about... Um, Talked about Matthew Phillips on the last one. I, I would like to see that. Uh, I think Zari would be a nice fit. Uh, Pelche, not hearing as many calls for him. I wanted him at the start of training camp. Um, it, it hasn't really been as dominant of a start of the season for Pelche as we would have liked, uh, or else we'd be calling for him as well. But from a, a, a Calgary perspective, you're liking the, the forward depth that you have anyway. I am quite frustrated at the defense depth. And this is why when... We were talking in the offseason about what the Flames could do. Sometimes the conversation would come up, hey, should the Flames trade Noah Hannafin for uh, for another forward? Because clearly, look, look how deep this team is on the blue line. And nothing against Dennis Gilbert, who I totally knew existed before these last couple of days, and um, De Simone. Nothing against them. They, they played fine tonight. I didn't super notice them, which is all I'm asking for from guys in the American Hockey League who come up to play on a third pairing. But this is why... Seven isn't depth. Just because you're sitting a kind of NHL caliber defenseman on a nightly basis doesn't mean you have depth because one dude gets injured and now all of a sudden everyone loses their minds. Uh, Heath Ledger Joker gif here. Um, boy, it'd be nice if they had Yusuf Alamaki right now, right? And I get that this team was in a cap crunch and has been in a cap crunch. And are you going to send Stone down? He was great with the one goal that he scored to start the year. I feel like more could have been done with Yusuf Alamaki with the Calgary Flames. That's not breaking news. But the fact that so quickly they have had to go to AHL defensemen who might maybe be ready for the, the National Hockey League roster does kind of show that maybe they should have treated the use of Alamaki situation with a little bit more urgency. And it, it also shows like how fleeting depth can be. Just to, I mean, everyone loves Leafs talk for a second, but that's why I always kind of, I, I don't want to say roll my eyes, but my, my, my feathers get ruffled when people say, oh, just trade William Nylander. Look at all the forward depth you have. It's like, really? You have four, you have four guys who are taking up a bunch of the cap. For sure you do. But I don't know if you've noticed, it kind of falls off a cliff after those four dudes. So then you would have three dudes and a bunch of guys who are just kind of okay. It's not as extreme with the Flames on the blue line, but it, it's kind of like that. Where it's like, like, yes, you have, when everyone is healthy, you have, I was going to say seven, but it kind of seems like Mackie has fallen out of the circle of trust. You, at the start of the season anyway, you felt like you had seven NHL defensemen and you were sitting one of them a night. And boy, doesn't seem like, doesn't that seem like a luxury? Well, now one guy goes out, one guy kind of sucks for now. He'll develop, whatever. But one guy has played like he kind of sucks. And, oh, look at this. Now we're panicking. This is why the idea, oh, trade from a, a, a position of strength to fill a position of weakness is lovely as a motivational poster up in a business wall. But in practice, it doesn't always play out because the, the depth on this team for the blue line right now is terrifying. Let's go back to the chat, shall we? Once again, please remember to share this video. Um, tell your friends and they can tell their friends. And then we can all be friends. So... We, we are tr really trying to grow this thing, and if you could just share the video out on social media, bring everyone involved into the chat, we do greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it, and it helps us grow, and we can only, we're, we're really only here for growth. Oh, where did we leave off? 
Ooh, chat's busy tonight. I like this. Got to get to a Wranglers game soon. You and me both, Carl. I, I need to get to a, a Wranglers game very, very soon. Uh, as a diehard Flames fan, do we need a new coach or a new goalie? The thing with the goal, we'll get to the goalie conversation here in a second. Uh, I want to get to some other things in the chat, but I, I don't think we need a new goalie. I'm getting a little annoyed at the coach. Not necessarily for his coaching. Pause. If the dude could shut up in the media, that would be great. You know, like we don't need, it, it's funny when you go, oh yeah, take a shit. Um, and that sort of thing. And when he calls out the, the like when, when he does his deadpan company routine, it's hilarious. We all laugh. Everyone enjoys a good chuckle. <laughs> but if he could like quit blaming the players in every press conference, he gets a chance to like, it is like someone say, Hey Daryl, how's it going today? I just want to make it abundantly clear. I've done nothing wrong. Uh, and all of this is completely on the players. Some of them have played poorly. Should they have adjusted to the new line combinations? I don't know. Maybe should Daryl have not panicked and changed the lines after a five and three start? Yeah. I feel like Daryl is putting it out there in the media that all of this is every player's fault. When I think the main catalyst for all of this, I was yelling at my radio, uh, I guess technically my phone. Uh, I was listening to it through the car radio. It counts. When um, Audie and Julian were talking about, well, does Daryl deserve some of the blame for this? Yes! I think when we are dishing out the blame pie for the Calgary Flames, I think Daryl gets the biggest piece. I think he messed around when it wasn't his turn to mess around, and it has sent this team spiraling. Again, should the players adapt? Of course they should. Should the players have adjusted to the new line combinations? Of course they should have. Should they have been in those positions in the first place? Of course they shouldn't have. It was an uncharacteristically panicked move from Daryl Sutter that kind of started this whole thing to begin with. And now you have Huberto out. You continue to not be able to build up any kind of chemistry with him on any line. And he's going to come back and you're just going to be in this weird no man's land. And the fact that, not that he should come out and say, oh yeah, this is on me. But the fact that he is putting it all 100% on the players when in reality, I think a lot of times good coaching especially in the media, it's taking some of the pressure off of your players. Like, as weird as the thing out in Vancouver has been right now with Rutherford and Boudreaux going back and forth in the media, it has taken some of the pressure off of all the players not named JT Miller. Like, I feel like that needs to happen here a little bit. Let these guys get settled in, because we, we talked about it. There is not a whole lot of confident play going on right now. They're trying to be too perfect, and it's costing them. And I feel like the coach sending these bullshit messages through the media isn't really helping. Didn't realize I was going to get that fired up about that comment, but thank you uh, for that one. That was from Josh. Uh, I think we will pull it together, but it's just been a disappointing last seven games. That's the spirit, Hot Salsa Gaming. Calgary power play entry looks awful. They miss Johnny Hockey. Yeah, they do. Um, it looks like they're trying to do, do the power play entry that Johnny did when they don't have a Johnny necessarily. The one... And it's funny, I can pinpoint one, they had six power plays, but you know, one of them looked good. When Uyghur started the rush, he found Backlund, who got into the zone and then dropped it off to, to Dubé, who was coming in on the far side, and he had a wide open lane. That was a great play, should have worked, but Allmark made the save, but yeah, power play a bit of a struggle. And you look at, look at Boston right now, how good they are, look how dangerous that power play was. I think the, the thing said they were three for five going into this one in their last couple of games. And then their penalty kill, I think, was 22 for 23. Um, I have my notes somewhere. But it was very, very good. Anyway, and 
this league is so close. There is a whole lot of parity right now. Like, there isn't that standout, oh, this team is clearly better than everyone. We're just killing time until they win the Stanley Cup. I'm sure Vegas fans think they are. I'm sure Mikey, what's his name, in here from Boston, thinks that Boston is that team. But for now, there there are a bunch of pretty good teams, some eh, good teams, and some eh, teams. But there isn't a whole lot separating all these teams. A goal or two on the power play or giving up a goal or two while you're on the penalty kill is a huge difference. And the power play was something that was going for the Flames at the start and now hasn't. And that that has certainly been a concern. Don't be miserable. Jam out too. <laughs> uh, I don't know what those songs are. Uh, no, we don't change anything. At least we have an over 900 save percentage tonight. That was a pleasant surprise considering our goaltending so far this season. Montgomery giving this team a new identity. That could be true. They seem they kind of seem like the Boston Bruins to me. They're playing with a bit more speed, which I, I guess that that could be fair for sure. Uh, wow, Chad is going nuts tonight. I appreciate it. Who would have thought the top three teams in the NHL are Vegas, Boston, and the Devils? Uh, I did think the Devils would be second in the Metro, but I didn't think they would be the third best team in the NHL. I had the Devils making the playoffs this year, so their, their ascension has not been um, quite as surprising. But no, you're right. I didn't have... All three of those teams I think I had as wildcard teams. Maybe Vegas I had as the third Pacific Division team, just because the Pacific Division is kind of not great. So that certainly helps them. I'm glad Jersey's finally doing better. Yeah, Jersey's fun. As a Flames fan, I feel like I want to punch a wall or break something. I really just want my team to win as a Flames fan. Shout out to Josh for that one. I don't... I don't think that you need to be breaking anything over this. This team is good. There are a lot of talented pieces on this team. They will eventually fit together to make one beautiful blasty-shaped puzzle. This is going to work out. This team is close to, uh, I don't want to say a breakthrough, but they're at least close to winning a fucking game, which right now would be a breakthrough for the Flames. So fear not that this team does seem like they are really, really close. Let's see. Uh... As a Flames fan for many years, every coach's second year is a mediocre Flames season. The team is consistent at putting together a middling year after a strong first year from uh, coach's tenure. It does seem like that is kind of the case. Like, ah, the message kind of wears off. Um, I thought this would be a bit different because it's, an, I don't want to say an entirely different team, but the main core of this team is quite a bit different from times last where that has happened. Let's keep the chat rolling. Once again, like this video if you don't mind. Uh, share it to all of your Flames fans, and we can keep the conversation going in here well into the night, or at least for the next, like, five to ten minutes. Want to get back to the goaltending situation. It got brought up there at the, the beginning where we were going through the, the chat. I'm not saying Vladar is... Okay, uh, th this sounds like I was setting up a joke. Vladar is not the reason the Flames lost this game. I want to be abundantly clear about that. Vladar played fine. He gave up two. They put one into an empty net. Them's the breaks. You're probably not going to win many games in the NHL scoring one. I don't know why they set the goalie situation like this. Like, to me, not that Vladar is, like, barely a backup or anything like that, but if I look at this brief road trip that the Flames were on that was supposed to fix everything that didn't, and I see, okay, you have a back-to-back, -back, one against an Islanders, Islanders team that's playing okay, one against the Devils team that, as mentioned before, is a top-three team in the NHL, and then you have a day off, and then you take on team that is has been losing at home for like 25 seconds so far this season. I wouldn't even consider Vladar for that last one. I am very surprised at how they utilize the goaltenders throughout this entire road trip. And I know at the beginning of the season, Sutter was saying that 
the uh, the Flames want to go with a uh, a system where Vladar gets one game a week. They've fallen off of that pace greatly. And I don't know if Daryl just can't help himself and he just has to ride the starter as much as he can if he's trying to keep his starter in there so that they can bump this team back up and get them going and give them a spark or what it is. But to play Markstrom in both games of a back-to-back and then put Vladar in there against one of the best teams in the NHL made literally actually zero sense to me. Not a clue. Didn't, I, I could not wrap my head around that one at all. I feel like, for a lot of this season, and quite frankly, a lot of Daryl's tenure with the Flames, his goaltender utilization has been eh at best. It's it has just not jived with how I think that this team should be utilizing their goaltenders right now, and that that is quite a frustration for me. And again, I I think Daryl is a good coach, and I think that he will get the most out of this team. But right now. I don't know if it's just not working with the team, if he is just overdoing it, or what's going on, but whatever magic touch he had has just been lost, and I think that continues with the the, the goaltending situation. A couple other positives from tonight. I thought the fourth line played a really good game. Bad penalty there late, but overall, I think that fourth line played exactly what you would want them to. Now again, let's not equate that to, oh, Let's bump these guys up the lineup more, shall we? That's that. That's not the case. I was good at math in high school. Doesn't mean I can build a bridge. Let's just all stick to where we're good at here and just leave it at that. Fourth line, good for a fourth line. Roll with it. But I, I, I liked how they played tonight. I don't know where I'm at with Nikita Zadorov. At the beginning of the year, not a fan. Then he has a few games where it's like, okay, this guy's doing some stuff. And he, like, he is basically... The, the value that he provides to a game is basically dead even. Because he will do two or three things a night that it's like, oh my god, how is this guy not a top one or two defenseman in this league? That was incredible. And then he will do a couple of things in each game where it's like, how on earth did this guy make it out of the ECHL, let alone to the NHL? Like, there, there's just, there are, he has such a discrepancy between the highs and the lows. It is... Uh, truly remarkable to watch. It's almost impressive. Like, I, it's like someone just handed off the controller to their, like, four-year-old brother um, midway through an NHL 23 game, and he just completely changes. Like, he just, he'll have some moments where it's like, oh, man, this guy is rolling. And then some other moments where it's like, oh, my God, have you played before? It, it's wild to me how all over the place he can be. Let's go back to the, the chat one more time here before we call this one a show. Uh, I think Calgary has every asset to be as dominant as Boston has been in the second half, and I think Sutter is a guy to take them there. Shout out to Mike, Bruins fan in the chat, letting us uh, letting us all be happy. Do you think the Flames still will go to the playoffs? Yes, I do. This Pacific Division is brutal. The Flames have lost seven in a row going in or uh, coming out of this game tonight. And just looking at it quickly on my phone, he said quickly, "It's not going quickly." Uh, the Flames are just now out of a playoff spot. That is, that, that's where the Western Conference is at right now. Eight teams make the playoffs in the Western Conference, and there's about six who look like playoff teams right now. The, the, the Flames are going to be there at the end. Now, does the path get a little bit more annoying when you've lost seven in a row? Sure, but I bet you at some point we're going to go through a stretch where the Flames will have points in seven straight, and we'll be feeling all high and mighty, and the Flames will be first place in the Pacific Division, and everyone will be happy and smiling, and that will be that. 
It's just not happening right now. This is what happens at the start of it. This is what happens in an 82-game season. Sometimes you'll have seven-game stretches where it sucks. You hope that at some point it kind of corrects itself a little bit more. Let's make Sutter the GM so he can hire his brother as head coach and draft his son. Oh, yeah, that, that all went really well. Uh, Vladar career numbers versus Boston, very good. He's been a bit of a boogeyman since leaving the Bruins. I don't put as much into that stuff as other people do. Like um, the the whole, oh, Markstrom struggles against Edmonton thing. I don't know. It's like if it were, if he had played that amount of games just in a season, we'd be saying, ah, it's early. You know, like Vladar, I, I, I don't know how many games he's played against Boston off the top of my head. I can't imagine it's 80. So I just, when deciding things like that, I'm not going to say, oh, well, Vladar's played well against Boston the both times he's played against them. Well, by all means, put him in. I, I just, I don't pay attention to that stuff as much. I, I just look at, is that team good? They are. I would rather my better goalie go out there and I would rather kind of set it up to to have that be the focus. Like to me, this Bruins game kind of, you kind of want this to be the focus of the road trip and you kind of sort it out, work backwards, basically. Okay, Markstrom's the goalie in this one, so... How do we get them to that point? Or maybe it was just, maybe it was the opposite. Maybe I'm looking at this all wrong. Maybe Daryl looked at the schedule, looked at how Boston was playing, looked at how the Flames were going and like, ah, you know what? We're probably going to lose that one anyway. Let's, let's make that one be a Vladar start. We'll give Marky the night off because we're probably going to get just our heads caved in anyway. So we'll throw Vladar out there. I'll be able to beg skate the boys and they get back home back home because we're going to lose six to one and it'll be happy. So may, maybe I was looking at it completely wrong. Uh, wasn't Sutter the coach in LA that the players ducked out on because they were just so sick of him? Uh, yeah, that tends to happen with Daryl at, at various points. Like he is, he cannot be an easy guy to play for, right? Like there will be guys who love playing for him um, and there'll be guys who don't, you know? Like th th there's a reason why some of the players around the Flames just like rolled their eyes when Daryl Sutter came to town. And there's another reason why some of the other players from like that 04 run were saying, oh, this is the greatest hire you could ever have. He meshes well with a certain type of player. I would say a couple of guys who didn't fit that player mold left town this last year. Um, and so I, I do think he wears on guys. I don't think it's after a year and a bit, though. Like, I, I just, I don't think, I don't think that's what's happening here. I think he just tried to be too hands-on too early, and it ended up biting him. Uh, the Justin Hall effect, I'm, it kind of sounds like it, eh? I wonder if he's like towards he has a short shelf life and the locker room turns on him. Like that, that that does eventually happen. It's just not happening right now. Do you think the Flames need to hit the panic button or no? No, I, I do not. I, I think that they like, I think the last, basically every game on this road trip, they've played all right, at least in, in spurts. I think they play like that again. If they play this exact style of game, Saturday against the Winnipeg Jets, they are going to beat the Winnipeg Jets. Like that they, you continue to play this style of hockey, the, this level of hockey, you're going to win more than you're going to lose. It just so happened that tonight you were playing the team you are going to lose against. Vladar kept us in that game at points. He is not the issue tonight. Boston is just a really good team this year and playing at midseason form. Oh yeah, and that's why I started the, the Vladar thing by saying he is not the reason they lost tonight. It's just, it's another Daryl move that just kind of had me scratching my head. But no, he, he was good tonight. I don't know. I mean, 
there were points where he made some big saves. I don't know if there was ever a stretch where I thought Vladar kept them in it tonight. I thought the Flames played really well. Like, I, I think defensively, they did a good job. I thought offensively, they created opportunities. I thought they were able to create speed through the neutral zone. I thought they were able to limit some of the times when Boston created speed in the neutral zone. It just so happened that two shots off of Boston stick went in and only one off of Calgary one did. That that was it tonight. I would love to give you a more detailed um, breakdown of what happened. Flames played well and they lost. It sucks when you've lost six in a row and now seven in a row. But the moral of the story for this game is that th this team is getting there. And this team is getting closer to, to where we thought they were going to be after six games or seven games or whatever it was. And they are getting closer to the team that we thought they were at the beginning of the season. If you can make one move going forward, what would it be? Uh, like I said before, I would call up the a couple more kids. I, I would call up Phillips. I would call up Zari. And uh, Rooney would see a whole lot less ice time. And Lewis would see a whole lot less ice time. That 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 is what I would do. I get those are two moves, but uh, pick one. I don't know. And in the 2022 Crazy Pacific Division, the playoffs will be determined on which goalie finds form first. That's basically it, right? Like that that's kind of what it's gonna be. Do the um do the Vegas guys figure it out first? Does Edmonton find their starter, or does Markstrom hit his stride? That's basically what it is going to be. So Let's have fun figuring that out over the next five months, shall we? Once again, thank you all so much. Please remember to like this video and subscribe to the channel. Our next game is the Flames' next game, oddly enough, as they take on the Winnipeg Jets coming up on Saturday. Audi has you covered for that one. Thank you all so much. You can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I am at PrimetimeKlein. I have a November, a November thing going on right now. If you could donate to that, that would be super duper. But just... It's been so much fun talking with you guys. Love chatting every time we come on Game Over. So let's keep it rolling. Share this video. Go out. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Let's keep this thing growing. And that's all I got for you guys tonight. Have a wonderful evening, and we'll talk soon. Game Over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.